good morning, friends. It's, uh, it's wonderful to be with you today. Hello to everybody that is online with us. Uh, we say good morning and are grateful that you're with us. You were in our online chapel today, and uh, how beautiful it is that you've decided to spend some time singing and praying and, and hearing uh, the word today. Uh, we've got an amazing day uh, today as our uh, lead pastors, Claire and Scott, are, are, are uh, on break this week. We have Kobe Ayler speaking today, who is uh, on our ministry team and is our, uh, on our, our parish nurse. That's the, day. That's the title that I was looking for. And, uh, and I can tell you what a wonderful nurse she is. Um, she did home care nursing. Uh, she's done uh, nursing uh, across the country, across the world, really. And she has a heart to care for the people, which I know will come through during this message today. So if you are at home, we're going to be receiving communion in just a little bit. Uh, so make sure that you take some time to uh, get your elements ready. And if you have any questions, you can look up information at ccmonline.org. Good morning, everybody. You can take a seat. Um, welcome to Crossroads. We're so happy to see you today. And I just want to sit with the gratitude that came with that song. Um, take a moment to thank God for whatever brought you through the door today, whatever helped you get out of bed this morning, whatever gratitude God has placed there. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, being people who bring people together. And I don't know about you, but it seems like the world needs a few more of those right now, right? There are some people who walk into a room and you can feel division. And there are other people who walk into a room and you feel people come together, right? And what a gift to have presence that allows people to let their guard down, to be themselves. And what I love about Jesus is the people and the stories of people who didn't expect Jesus to want them to be around, right? There's a woman at a well, there are tax collectors, there are all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds, and Jesus brings them together. We talked earlier in this sermon series this summer about the 12 disciples, not a group of people that would have picked each other, but Jesus chose them for each other. And when we gather and worship, we gather together. We're brought together here at Crossroads by something, and that's a powerful experience each and every Sunday. So today, as we write our prayers of the people and we think about communion, just want to invite you to think of somebody who has brought people together in your life, who has brought you to God, who has brought you into better relationship with other people and sense that feeling. And maybe you can reflect on a time where Jesus has done that for you, where Jesus has built a bridge where there was no bridge before. Um, reflect on that sense um, because even in our communion, right? Jesus gathered together this group of unlikely people, and he performed an ancient ritual and gave it brand new meaning. He said, this is the blood of my, this, I'm sorry, this is the bread of the new covenant. <laughs> and um, as we take the bread, we remember him. We remember his body broken for us. And as we take the cup, it is the cup of the new covenant in his blood. And in all of this, we remember Jesus. And so we'll, take, we'll say this together, and you can repeat after me. Jesus, we remember you. And so we have a few ways for you to receive communion today. You can come up and receive it from our servers, and our servers can come up and get prepared. Or there is there are individual cups in the back if that feels safer to you. And I also want to invite you to write a prayer. There are post-its on tables around you. And if you place a prayer on this gold 
kind of gold pedestal. Um, it will be read out loud for us to pray with you. If you place it on the prayer board, um, our pastoral staff will be praying with you, and you can also light a candle as a symbol of your prayer being heard by our God. So you are welcome to come. giving the children a good week of school. I pray for my friends who are with me that their hearts would open to what God wants them to know. Lord, we pray for everyone struggling with addiction, depression, and anxiety. I pray for Grandma G as she is going to the hospital. I pray that she gets through her struggle. Pray for my husband's pain, Lord Jesus. I pray for the whole church. God bless all y'all. I pray for Amber Griffin's mom, Herman, and Amber's kids. I pray that your words would fill me and come through me. Prayers for all who love our Bobby Center. better day than yesterday. I also pray that my dad can come home safely from his brother's home in Florida. Lord, we're praying for this person's sister's anxiety, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Give me the strength and courage to be vulnerable with the people that I love. Teach me to better trust others and myself, God. Prayer for body to heal, Lord. I pray for my friends. Prayers for all those who have lost their loved ones, Lord. Prayers for all those who don't know you as their Savior, Lord. And God, we thank you for all of the prayers that we have been able to read, the ones that were put on the prayer board, the ones that together we pray as we continue to worship let us 
us pray for our offering and let us pray for our kids who are about to go upstairs. God, we thank you today. We thank you for the work that you're continuing to do in and through the people of Crossroads Church. And God, we thank you for that which we're able to give today. And God, we know that you multiply it and that you use it in this region, in this church, in these close neighborhoods and in cities and in regions further and further out till we get God to all the places in this world, places like Haiti. And so we give with grateful, happy hearts today, knowing that you are doing an amazing work. And it's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit we pray. And we also pray for our amazing kids as they prepare to march upstairs to their classes. God, we know that you are teaching them to grow in love, to grow in the knowledge of all that you have for them, oh God. So we pray your blessing on the kids, pray your protection on them, and we pray, God, that you would be with each and every teacher, that you would give them joy as they teach all these amazing kids. And we bless them, and we say, God, we're so grateful. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you're welcome if you'd like to, to bring your offering to the baskets up front, or you can give on ccmonline.org. And kids, uh, you are welcome to go with your parents and your teachers up the stairs to your classes. Know that you're going to have an amazing time up there today. As we head into another week here at Crossroads, and want to start by just welcoming you um, and saying thanks for being great together. We've really been enjoying the sermon series, and we're so excited to hear from Kobe. And wanted to let you know that if you're new today, um, there are a couple ways you can connect. After the service, you can go to our Next Steps kiosk, and we have a free gift for you. And if you're new or not, um, you can always follow this QR code that's going to come up on the screen right here. And we have a quick quiz that helps you reflect on what are you looking for in church? What are the things that would help you to connect best in this season of your life? Um, and it's going to direct you to some of the things that might be best for you to start with here at Crossroads whether you've been here a long time or not. And then we also have been announcing this a few times, but just want to let people know that our CR Youth is kind of merging our middle school and our high school programs. We're so excited for the leadership of Stacy and Jaquiel and AJ, um, who are going to be creating spaces for all of these kids together, um, as well as small groups for middle school and high school throughout the next few months. And their first big event coming up is the Fall Youth Camp, um, which is September 16th. And um, it says here the cost is $49. If money is an issue for you, we do have a donor in our congregation who would love to help kids get there, even if they can't afford it. And we're so excited to see um, our kids uh, start um, with time together. It's like high ropes, high adventure stuff where they can build trust that will last throughout the year. Um, and as we return to school, many people return to school this week. Um, we're thinking about our brothers and sisters in Haiti um, who are returning to school, and some of them aren't able to return to school. And for dozens of years, it seems, uh, Crossroads has been partnering, for over 30 years we've been partnering with Pastor Carlo in Haiti, um, but we have been providing school supplies um, for a long time as well. And so many of you have done back-to-school shopping and also shopped for kids in Haiti, um, but this year it's not safe to ship things because it puts a target on the back of the people who are receiving the goods. And so um, we are asking for your prayer and for your finances so that they can have all that they need to have a successful year 
with their kids in the schools that Pastor Carlo helps to oversee. And our last announcement is that October 8th, we're going to have an all-church tailgate. <laughs> we're very excited to hang out after church in the parking lot. If you have a tailgate set up, if you're one of those people, we would love for you to bring it. Um, it's kind of a bring your own food, connect with people, yard games, um, casual, and we are so excited to just spend some time together this fall as we kind of launch into another ministry year together. Um, so definitely save the date for that, and if you have questions, you can ask Kelly Finn for more information. And Kobe is going to be sharing with us today, as Don mentioned earlier, and Kobe is a care minister and parish nurse here at Crossroads. She's been coming to Crossroads for almost 20 years now. You're going to hear more of her story today as she shares. Um, I met Kobe, I think I was, pre I pre was preaching my first sermon series. I was so nervous. It was, I had a five-month-old, and Kobe just came up and said, can I hold your baby? Like, <laughs> I can hold your baby all through worship. And it was the first time in months that I really was able to relax. Um, I had just like, transitioned to working for the church. I was so stressed. And Kobe just offered this gentle presence. And if you know Kobe, if you've been to the grief class that she teaches, if you've um, interacted with her one-on-one -on -one and been prayed for by Kobe, you know she's a person who's living transformation. She has such an open heart space. She's so loving, so thoughtful. And I'm so excited to hear from her on relationships today because it's something she's an expert in. So, um, we're going to take a quick second, um, pause, and allow one of Kobe's favorite songs to minister to all of us before she starts. home, we're sitting in the living room, and that's how I want to talk to you today. So we're just sitting in the living room, because so many people in this room are family to me. I can't tell you, it's been 20 years since I um, came to Crossroads. And so just a quick little story, and I'll be good on my timer, I'll <laughs> try and stay on time. So um, this message was actually brought to me um, May 12th, long before uh, Hannah came to me and asked, or emailed me and asked if I could be part of this wonderful summer series, Great Together. And I, I couldn't sleep one night, and I've tried to get in the habit of keeping a notebook next to my bed and write things down so that I can let them go, right, so I can go to sleep. And May 13th, actually, I did that. <laughs> so some thoughts came to me, and I wrote them all down. I brought them into actually to church the following day and said to pastors Claire and Scott, you know, just shared with them, and they said, that's amazing. Why don't you just sit with that and see what happens? And, and lo and behold, weeks later, I get an email from Hannah, and here I am. So I'm so blessed to be part of this uh, series, Great Together, and um, for this summer. So before we get started, I want to read a prayer to you um, from Ted Loder. You can close your eyes. You can read, just read silently with me. Ted Loder is, has become one of my favorite authors, introduced by Pastors Scott and Claire from many, many years ago when they first started their quarterly retreats of Silence and Solitude, and they brought a lot of Ted's work constantly, still do today, to things. So I'd just like to read this over to you so we really settle into um, our message for today. Lord, I believe my life is touched by you, that you want something 
demand of me. Give me ears to hear you, eyes to see the tracing of your finger, and a heart that quickens by the motions of your spirit. Amen. So as you've been hearing all morning, I'm talking about conduits today. So God gave me this word conduits, and when I first looked it up, of course, most people think of an electrical thing, like, you know, our wires run through conduits to keep our power on. Um, but the second definition is it's a person or organization that acts as a channel for the transmission of something. And the further I dug, the Latin definition or origin is bring together. What a perfect definition for what this summer series is, great together. You know, this community, we want to be brought together. So the three areas I'm going to talk about today are, first of all, um, those who bring us together, and then I'm going to talk about those who bring us to relationship with God, and then lastly, I really want to share how we are all conduits of God and God's love. So those of you that do know me, and I see a lot of friends who have been friends with for 20 years, I see faces that I hope to become friends with, other people I've recently become friends with. Um, but I love to tell stories, and so as Hannah alluded, I'm going to tell really my story and how I got to Crossroads, how my relationship with God um, came about, and hopefully something in there, again, this is God's message through me, this is not mine, um, is going to be, hopefully touch something in your heart. So those conduits who bring us together, I think of, remind myself as a 14-year-old girl, changed high schools in the middle of a year, eighth grade and I show up in art class and I end up sitting next to Leslie who has become my lifelong friend of over 44 years and even though we don't live in the same town we get together and it is as though we've never been apart so what a blessing I've had with Leslie the last 44 years I moved to Marshall in 2002 the week before Christmas I didn't know anybody and lo and behold it turns out that my neighbor across the street actually had a daycare, ran a daycare out of her home, Jennifer, and um, she actually had openings for my then four and six-year-old, who are now 25 and 27. So again, another lifelong relationship, and um, I was able to go back to work full-time for the first time since I had both of my children, and what a blessing, what a blessing that was. A coworker, when I was working in home care at Oaklawn, when I first moved here, asks me a random question. And um, there was a posting for assistant director of nursing, talking about the year of 2003. And she said, so are you going to apply for that? And I just literally laughingly said to her, why would I do that? I said, I have no idea what an assistant director of nursing does. Um, uh, no, would be my answer. And so I let it go. And then that night, I couldn't sleep. Like, this whole concept of assistant director of nursing um, wouldn't leave my head. And so I just pleadingly said to God, all right, if you will just let me go to sleep, I promise you I will go apply for that job tomorrow. Don't have any idea. I did. Um, I did go, call the next day, and long story short, during the interview, um, I went there. I said, look, I'll be fully transparent. I have no idea what an assistant director of nursing does. I don't know if I have the talents for it. If you think I'm the right person, then I will gladly learn how to do the job. But if not, there's a reason why I'm here to meet you. She just looked at me, and this was Kristen, another lifelong friend of mine since 2003. She looked at me and said, okay. And a few weeks later, she calls me to say I did not, in fact, get the assistant director of nursing job, 
but would you please pray about becoming our director of education? Because the director of education is going to become our assistant director of nursing. Long story short, that completely changed the trajectory of my career in nursing. And I've been a nurse for 32 years at this point. Um, it had been about 12, and I never thought about leaving the bedside. But I learned a whole new set of skills and had new mentors and mentorship and just changed, obviously, everything that brought me to where I am today. Imagine you're planning a vacation. I pick a random hotel on Tortola in the British Virgin Islands, a place that I used to frequently visit as a child. I lived in St. Thomas, and I would go back and forth to Tortola to visit my father. And a family comes to the beach on my hotel, and we instantly connected. And they consider me family, consider me family after that one meeting. And lots of coincidences, but, but fast forward, and that was a week before all those hurricanes came through, Irma, Jose, and Maria. And then I went back several times, and now I have a place that I get to go visit that is so important to me and my childhood, a place that gives me peace and joy. I just love to be by the beach. So it's not, ooh, there we go. <laughs> In case you couldn't see me now, you can. Um, so nevertheless, um, that connection, and we um, are wonderfully together, and I just recently came back from um, Sarah's wedding, which was just stunning. So imagine also, I'm sitting on a plane. So in 2016, I take a job with that time Cerner now called Oracle, and I was required to fly every week. Now, I have a certain level of anxiety on an airplane. My best friend Leslie, who I met from 14, her father died in that plane crash on the Potomac back in the early 80s. And then, of course, 9-11 happens. And so every time I get on an airplane, it's pray, 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 take off. Pray, 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 pray it landing. I mean, just so much anxiety, and here I am in a job where I'm required to fly every week. I meet this man on the plane, and he must have overheard me praying. <laughs> he shares his story that he actually had been in three plane crashes, two of them small puddle jumpers, and I looked at him, and I said, how can you even be on this plane? And, and he said, truthfully, I think the odds are in my favor. Um, the fact that I, <laughs> to be honest, quote, perfect quote, to be honest, he said, if I've already survived three, the likelihood is I'm not going to be on another airplane that's going to crash because we all know that flying is the safest way to travel. Um, but my point of that is it changed how I, I, I still pray. I still pray. Every time I take off and, la and land, I pray for it, um, hedge of protection, everything. So, But it did take away some anxiety, and it gave me a new way to look at it, right? Yes, I know people... Um, Fortunately, didn't know anyone who died in 9-11, but we all are connected to someone somehow that did. So that anxiety is less, but I continue to pray. And then lastly, I get randomly assigned to a realtor because 18 months ago, those of you that know me, knew I was already living back in Michigan. I've moved away and come back twice. But I knew I wanted to be back in Marshall. So I click a house to look at, and I get assigned to this wonderful woman named Karen who ends up, lo and behold, putting me in the exact place I need to be. And I'm going to try not to look to the center of the room because I'm going to cry in a second. So she put me right between two neighbors who have just been a blessing to me. So Ginger and her young sons are on the north side of me. She frequently cooks and invites me to eat. Always a nice thing. But they have just included me in their family. And my boys, as I mentioned, are grown and they're gone. So it's me and my cats. And then Nancy, who most of you know, Nancy Ranke, who serves on the gardening t uh, team here. She is my 
lovely neighbor to the south, and she has really helped reinstall my love of gardening. She's helped me design my front yard. <laughs> She's just wonderful, and so we even combined um, gardens together, and it's just been a blessing. So thank you to both of you. And before I go on, so I shared this because all of these people were brought to me by God. I believe they are conduits to me and helped bring, God really helped bring all of us together in my life and theirs. So conduits, people who bring us to relationship with God. So at 11 years old, I can't remember the girl's name, she was a friend of mine at the time, spending the night with her, and she says, so are you saved? I said, I don't know. Um, to be honest, really, I don't. She, I said, what does that mean? She said, well, have you accepted Jesus as your savior? I don't know. She said, all right, repeat after me. So she says, I accept Jesus Christ as my savior. So I said, I accept Jesus Christ as my savior. She goes, good, you're saved. And I'm like, and I was like, okay, good. I don't, you know, but I didn't know what that meant, but it was a beginning for me. Um, my parents and my um, paternal grandmother, though, had been taking me to Unity Church in Atlanta, Georgia, when we moved back from the islands, um, relatively consistently. But it, what I knew was that I had started learning the foundation that God was good and that he was a loving presence and that we needed to have a relationship with him. I'm, I'm about 9, 10 here, so it's still an 11, and so I'm still founding, getting founded. My mother... In our, my mid-teens, before we moved to the Chicago area, it would take me to the Episcopal Church, my brother and me, apologies, it's not just about me, um, <laughs> would take us to the Episcopal Church on formal holidays like Easter and Christmas. And I was really kind of impressed with the sacraments and some of the formalness of church. So another founding moment in my life. Fast forward many years, I now have two sons, and I was living in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and so I joined the St. James Episcopal Church and I was really blessed then to have a new role as a parish nurse. And that was only because I had, for the first time, heard the voice of God and listened to him. So I was praying. I was working in public health. And although it was, it was nice, it was a good gig. I was working only half days, five days a week. Um, I wasn't terribly fulfilled at the time. So I was just praying, what should I do? And in a voice not of my own head, the words parish nurse came out. And so I went to... Father Alex the next day made an appointment and I said what was all that and he said well um, long story short three weeks later I was their parish nurse so it was a message from God and I had since then learned to constantly listen and I maybe have been hearing him before but just wasn't aware of it but I know now that when I listen to his direction for me things maybe in the beginning don't always turn out but they do always turn out for good on retreat from that church, I was at a place called Cur at a Curcio retreat, and in a time of meditation, I had this image of God walking to me on a beach, which is my place of peace and joy, um, and just took my hand, and we just started to walk together, and that m meditation has never left me, and I believe that he has continued to walk with me, me with him, with my life since then. Just so blessed to say that in March of 2004, I was baptized here. This picture is a scrapbook picture. Those of you that do know me, I used to scrapbook for a living when my kids were little. Um, but since then, I really have been working on living from my truest self um, through Enneagram work as well and by giving to this community because this community, this family, this living room has been a, a solid gift 
to me and my life for the, over the past 20 years. So lastly, we are conduits of God, and that's how I want to share that, share this. So I found a couple of um, brief verses that I felt like really tied to this. So as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God, 1 Peter 4, 6-10. And how shall they preach, except they be sent, that it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans 10, 15. Just want to share before I get to the uh, bullets, um, uh, a quote from Jesse Eubanks from his book, How We Relate to Understanding God, Yourself, and Others through the Enneagram. Every human being is made in the image of God. You might have your mom's eyes, but you have God's image. This is what the scriptures call the soul. This image is immaterial, it's eternal, and it's extremely valuable. This essence brings with it a built-in feature. You are relational. Let's think about the Trinity for a moment. Even Don said earlier, God is three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, eternally loving each other. And this is how we can say that God is love from 1 John 4, 8. God can only be love if God exists as a community. And love requires relationships. So God is relational. And being made in the likeness of God means that our souls exist for the purpose of being in loving relationship with God and other people. How perfect, right, for our get great together this summer. So God, can, again, uses us as conduits for our gift. Our worship team, thank you so much, all of you. You do such a beautiful job, and every week after week, clearly I'm not up on the um, worship team because although I love music and love to sing, no one wants to hear me sing. <laughs> But thank you to all of them because they share through their gifts the love of God to us through music. Our youth team, right, our pastors and all of the teachers, they share the love of God for our children because they love these children in this community. Our technical team, right, they're sharing the love of God for, with us and through the world. They allow me to speak so you can see and all this. And those people who can't be in the room, hopefully I believe my mom is watching. Um, my aunt and uncle are watching maybe others, and those of us around the world who don't either live any longer in Marshall or just know this is home for them are able to connect. And of course, our pastoral team, they share that love of God uh, by preaching the good news. They hold our pain with compassion, as Kathleen shared so beautifully last week. They support us through these happy and sad times, and they really do serve as the pillar of this community at Crossroads. Truth is, though, we all have gifts, and it's through our gifts, I believe, that's how we bring the love of God to others in the world. This quickly, I'm just going to play, so I didn't realize my gifts, but they started as early as, you probably can't see this, 58 years ago. We're all born with the gifts, we might not know them. This is actually me playing a mother to my dog's puppies at the age of three. <laughs> So I have learned over the years through teachings here at Crossroads and through loving God and my relationship, this is, these are my gifts. This is how God works through me to share his love with others. With presence, whether I'm with someone, have been with someone who's dying or a family member, to help bring them to a peaceful place. He uses me through direct patient care. I used to work in pediatric ICU and frequently had 
um, babies coming off cocaine. And our nurses called them the nitsy ones, and they would say, just give Kobe the nitsy ones, and meaning they're agitated, they're irritable, they're, they're just frantic, right? And I would pick up those little bitty babies, often even on a ventilator, and put them in my arm, and they would just sort of relax. I had no idea why. I didn't understand that. And thank you so much, Hannah, for letting me hold Miles, <laughs> which started a beautiful relationship from, from his youth. I, it's just an issue of presence. Um, I've learned that my gifts are through teaching, how I would teach hospice and to communities and help people understand. Um, this bottom picture to the right, this is me being used as a vessel to administer anesthetic during a dental mission in Haiti to this man to relieve his pain so that he could have his teeth pulled. The picture above, this is from my last trip that I'm so blessed that you all supported me when I went to the Philippines. This young boy was brought back for his surgery, but the surgery before was running late, and so he was just lying there on a table in the middle of the operating room, just tears running down his face and was so frightened, and they asked me to just come sit with him. And We didn't speak the same language, but I brought my phone out, and we just tapped buttons, and he played games for the next hour to hour and a half, and we waited for the surgeon to get to him. Um, and the bottom picture also from the Philippines. I was holding the hand of a young woman who's 27 who just had a double mastectomy. And she has seven children at home, and she was like this big, but she was at so at peace, and I just held her hand while the doctor changed the dressing. That was the only pain she had. What a gift we could bring to her through us, through us. So in closing, almost made the time, thank you. Um, I, I just want to say we all have gifts, and I thank you so much for this time um, to be able to speak with you. I just want to read you one quick poem, again, from Ted Loder in closing while our um, wonderful worship team comes back up. Holy One, untamed by the names I give you, in the silence name me, that I may know who I am, hear the truth you have put into me, Trust the love that you have for me, which you call me to live out with my sisters and brothers in your human family. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Colby. Um, you know, we're so grateful for your story, as, as we have been all summer, uh, to hear from so many different folks that are part of our community and the stories that they've learned about community and the ways that they've learned to relate with one another as they learn to connect with God. And when we when we can see someone's story like t today with Kobe, with the way that you, um, it's not just the way that she interacts in the church building, but it's throughout the world, and it's with her profession, with her calling. And each of us has the opportunity to live like that and to communicate like that and to love like that and to connect with God and God's people. So. Thank you, Kobe. Uh, we're just so grateful for your heart and uh, for being our parish nurse and for bringing us that amazing message. Well, before um, Charles comes up uh, to give us the blessing today, he asked that we uh, would, would sing again the chorus from that song, Consumed, that we began the message with. Uh, the song that's so meaningful to Kobe has become meaningful to Charles and hopefully uh, to many of us. So let's begin with the so I fall to my knees, uh, empty all of me. I don't know what key you're in, guys. I fall to my knees, empty all of me. 
So I'd like to read this before we leave today. Just take a moment and think about what that song says. Think about what Kobe had to share with us this morning. And we're all conduits if we love Jesus. Our Father, we have listened to your word and loved it. We have found comfort and inspiration in song and psalter. We have enjoyed the companionships of those who, with kindred minds and hearts, have praised and worshipped you today. Now help us understand that as we leave this sacred house of God, we shall become thy church in the street. Sometimes we don't even know. We just, we just allow him to work through us. So Heavenly Father, help us, God. Help us to see the blessings that you give us. The blessings which enrich our souls, enriches our lives. Thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to praise and worship and sit in your presence today. It is truly a gift. And we offer this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Have an awesome week. Hope to see you next week. I feel I just can't find